Hello and welcome to Matt's Movie Reviews. This is the inaugural episode and I'm excited that you're here listening to me talk about movies. This podcast is going to serve just as a simple movie review podcast. This structure is going to be that I'll talk a little bit about the movie, the good aspects, the bad aspects, and then I'll talk about who I recommend it to or even if I recommend it in the first place. With that brief introduction, let's go ahead and get started with my first review which is going to be 1980s Martin Scorsese film, Raging Bull. Raging Bull tells the story of boxer Jake LaMotta, played by Robert De Niro, who throughout the course of the movie is defeated by his inner demons. Essentially, it is a fall from fame movie, a fall from grace movie, and it is a really good example of that. It was absolutely groundbreaking at the time that it came out and has gotten critical praise just around the clock. The film stars Robert De Niro as Jake LaMotta. It stars Joe Pesci as Jake's brother Joey and as Jake's wife, Vicky LaMotta, uh, Kathy Moriarty. And those three stars are really the people who make the movie, although everyone's performance is just astounding. This truly is one of the best films ever made. Before I start talking about and reviewing the movie and getting ahead of myself, uh, I'll just talk a little bit about the context of how the film was made, because I think that's important in understanding what makes this movie so great. So in 1974, this is where the history begins, actor Robert De Niro reads Jake LaMotta's autobiography and decides that it's a story that needs to be told. So he goes to his good friend Martin Scorsese and says, I want help making this movie. Can you direct it? Can you help me write it? That sort of thing. And Scorsese says no. At the time, this director was struggling with a cocaine addiction and he was going through actually a lot of the same stuff that Jake LaMotta went through over the course of his lifetime and the stuff that's portrayed in the movie. Ultimately, it was that connection to Jake that led Scorsese to get on board with the project and decide that he was going to make this movie. So Scorsese agreed to make the film and thought that it was going to be his last one. I mean, this, time, this guy was going through a lot of stuff. He got married five times. Jake LaMotta got married seven. And uh, he really was a lot like the character portrayed in this movie. But because Scorsese took so much time in making this movie, it really reflects the connection that he felt to Jake LaMotta as a person. I think that it, the movie portrays Jake as a sympathetic character, even though he's very much not. If you were to just take a list of his actions done throughout the film and read that list, you would realize that Jake LaMotta was in no way, shape, or form a good person. But I think that Martin Scorsese having sympathy for LaMotta helped to make this a really great film and just a really inspiring film, a great cautionary tale. And ultimately, it was a passion project for both Robert De Niro and for Martin Scorsese. De Niro, interestingly enough, for the end of the film, 
gain 60 pounds in order to be able to play Jake. And I think that's a really marvelous feat and just shows his dedication to the film and to the character. I think because there was so much passion that went into this thing and so much so much affection for the story, I think it it really shines through in the final product. The movie has been largely praised. It is included on the American Film Institute's best movies ever made, and I can absolutely understand why. I particularly am honored to be able to talk about this movie, and I'm excited to go ahead and get started. As promised, let's start off by talking about the good aspects of this movie. One of the things that I think it's really important to highlight is Robert De Niro's performance in this movie, which is just mind-blowingly good. I texted a couple friends when I was watching this movie and just said, this is the most amazing acting performance that I've ever seen. I mean, Robert De Niro absolutely embodies the character of Jake LaMotta. There's this scene at the end of the film, and spoiler alert, um, I don't think it's important to not have spoilers for this movie because it's still a very enjoyable experience even if you know what happens. But aside from that little side tangent, um, there's this scene at the end of the film where Jake is in jail and he sort of realizes, he, he has this revelation of who he's become and he realizes how dumb he's been and how how horrible he's been and he just starts punching the wall and he just has this freak out then he sits down and starts telling himself that he isn't that bad I think that's one of the most relatable moments in film to me because there have just been times, I think, in all of our lives where we've just we've just had a freak out because we realize that something that we've done in the past is just horrible. And it's suddenly gotten us into some horrible circumstances. And when we start to realize that that happens to us, we don't really know how to express that. And I think Robert De Niro absolutely embodies that. I have to wonder what happened, what he thought of to make him, to put him into that sort of, um, <coughs> into that sort of mindset where he just was so angry at himself that he was able to do that performance so well. De Niro really, I think, and this is a good thing, I think you really, after watching the movie, associate Robert De Niro with this horrible character, Jake LaMotta. You know, I think I think by the end of the movie you start to pick up on the fact that no matter what anyone says, Jake is going to get offended by anything. And he's he's very easily jealous, and there's this scene towards the end of the film once again where Jake and Joey have it out and they've been best friends for the whole movie and at this point that relationship is broken because Jake's insecurities and his weaknesses sort of come to a head in this scene where he just starts pounding on his brother and, and beats his own wife. And that's the point at the film where you realize that Jake is probably not going to be a redeemable character 
because you just see these horrible things that he's doing and you realize that he's he's not a good person at all I think he De Niro does a great job at portraying a character who's both an absolute jerk who you hate and who you can also resonate with at times De Niro also for the film became a really good boxer he trained actually with Jake LaMotta himself and so he was able to get the style that LaMotta used in the ring down and I think that's really cool and it, it just shows De Niro's once again dedication to this movie He's a great boxer, and I, I do a little bit of boxing on the side myself, maybe 45 minutes a day, but I know how hard it is and how hard it is to get good at boxing, and seeing Robert De Niro, how wonderful he is as a boxer, you realize that he put a lot of work into this role. And LaMotta actually said that Robert was good enough to go pro which is insane and must have been a really big compliment for De Niro himself I think also there's this relationship portrayed in the film with uh, I think there's also this really unique relationship portrayed in the film between these brothers who are also best friends that's Jake and Joey LaMotta uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci who ultimately became very good friends in real life but you can definitely see that they're close and that when Jake makes a bad decision it really hurts Joey that dynamic between the two of them is is one of the things that makes this film and makes it so sad when they have their falling out I mean at the end of the movie Jake sees Joey and pursues him and tries to follow him tries to get him to talk to him but that just doesn't happen because Joey hates Jake at this point I mean he beat him up in front of his wife and kids and I don't know that Jake and Joey in real life ever reconciled that and that's that's just kind of a sad thing to think about because you think of how awesome this friendship was and how loyal Joey was but by the end of the film he just wants nothing to do with his brother it's very sad to see that relationship decline. Even if you hate Jake as a character, you don't hate Joey and you want the two best friends to be together, you know? I think it's a movie that causes you a lot of the time, the majority of the time even, to be saying, Jake, what on earth are you doing? You keep throwing away your life like you have all these wonderful people. You have a beautiful wife. You have... a." phenomenal friendship with your with your brother and you're just throwing that away by being so jealous and by being insecure and I'm just I'm really grateful that Robert De Niro was able to pull that performance together and make it into what it is I think one of the other things that a lot of critics talk about and that I would be remiss to not talk about would be Scorsese's choices, the director's choices in the film, various stylistic choices that just make it so much better. First of all, the black and white is very visually appealing, and I feel like it, it is a lot better to see a boxing scene in black and white as opposed to in color. This was done to help distinguish it from Rocky, which had come out like four years earlier. 
and the film's nothing like Rocky, but I think it looks really cool. You know, the opening sequence, Robert De Niro is jumping around in the boxing ring, and there's smoke all around him, and it's just such a good, cool scene that really makes you feel how cold this character's entire life is. It's really embodied by the lack of color within the movie. There is one color sequence, which is sort of the home video footage from Lamada, and that's a really great sequence. It's spliced in there are these fight sequences, you know, these boxing sequences, and it's helped to use... And it's used to help further Lamada's rep. And it's used to help further Lamada's reputation. Obviously, a lot of time passes within the film, and that's one of the greatest transitions. Speaking of transitions, though, I think the pacing in this movie is really good. You don't need time cards, you don't need anything other than the camera work to tell you how much time has gone by. Like, there was no point in the movie where I was confused by how long of a period it had been between the last cut. And I think that's that's really unique, and that's something that Scorsese hasn't always been good at in his movies, but this one definitely has phenomenal pacing. One of the other interesting aspects is the boxing sequences in this movie. Holy moly. <laughs> they took 11 weeks to film. And they were only supposed to take like two. But they were so well choreographed and they were so precisely choreographed that they just took so long to film. And it's all worth it though. They had actually the camera within the boxing ring instead of outside, which makes it a lot more up close and personal it kind of feels you see the sweat you see the blood from the boxers and you just realize how gritty and how brutal these fights are and it, it helps to realize it helps to show as well that jake lamada is an absolute animal in the boxing ring i mean this guy's insane he's crazy you know you see all this blood and you see all this sweat but lamada is still able to just beat the crap out of these guys it it helps to speak volumes just about how good of a boxer Jake LaMotta was in real life. The movie is also very atmospheric. It's very moody. I think that Scorsese does a great job at not manipulating your emotions, but making you feel a certain way for sure. He makes you feel exactly how you're supposed to feel without manipulating you through like the use of music or having someone die it's just a story that's being told that doesn't necessarily have anything inherently sad about it but he tells it in such a way that it's very sad and you feel sympathetic ultimately for all of the characters by the end of the film the third thing that i want to talk about are the themes that i've sort of derived from scorsese's films as a young man and i don't know if this was intended or not by scorsese by the director but it's ultimately something that I've picked up on. Um, I think he talks a lot about in his movies about how we need to be good.
good stewards of our success. I'm personally at a point in my life where I'm about to graduate college and start making a lot more money than I ever have. Who knows, I might became Who knows, I might become a famous podcaster. <laughs> um but in all seriousness though, like this is almost the prime of my life. I'm almost there. And Scorsese shows a lot of people who are at that point and who get to the point where they are becoming more and more successful and then all of a sudden they have this decline because they've given into drugs or they've given into women or alcohol or whatever their vices may be. I think it serves as a great cautionary tale to tell people don't do bad things just because you're successful. And I don't think it depends really on your degree of success. You know, I think a lot of people look at Scorsese as this guy who condones gang violence or who condones extramarital affairs. And I don't think his movies reflect that at all. I think they're very much cautionary tales that say young men who are getting into success at this point, don't throw it away. Don't waste it. You know, use it for something good. And every single time he portrays a mobster living the good life or a boxer living the good life, they always, 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 always do something immoral that causes them to collapse, that causes the entire world to cave in on their heads. Whether it's the Wolf of Wall Street, whether it's Raging Bull, whether it's Casino, whether it's Goodfellas, any of his movies, pick it out and you'll see that young men are very much warned to be good stewards of their success. And I think that just inspires me. And this is why Scorsese is my favorite director of all time. It inspires me to always remain humble, no matter how successful or unsuccessful I am. Um, I don't need to be succumbing to my vices. That's, I think, the inherent value in Martin Scorsese as a director. So this is not something that I say about movies very often, but as far as the bad goes in this movie, there really isn't anything bad. I think that this movie is perfectly crafted. It's perfectly acted. There's nothing in it that seems out of place. I think it's just very, very well done. So would I recommend this movie? You probably guessed the answer, absolutely. I recommend this movie to young men who are about my age, about 20s, about to graduate college, about to get out into the workforce, just as a way to show and teach them that success doesn't necessarily have to lead to immorality. I also recommend it to people who just enjoy cinema, um... This is one of the purest examples of a movie. It's beautiful. It's deep. It has resonating themes through it. And it really will make you feel something, I think, if you're willing to give it a chance. So who would I not recommend it for? Well, I don't recommend it for kids um, or those who are offended by bad language, by violence, by things that are generally disturbing. Just because this movie uses the F word like 140 times or 114 times or something like that, 
It is very suggestive. It uses some slurs and some derogatory terms. Um, if you're looking for something to watch with the kids or to watch as someone who gets offended by language, I don't recommend this one for you. It's very dark. It's very depressing. If you're looking for something happy, probably don't watch this one at the moment. It's also not a very light watch. It's not something you just sit down and watch and turn off your brain. It's kind of something that you got to think about. So I would say that's the other thing. Don't don't skip out on this movie just because you're not in the mood for it, but but also don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be giving it bad reviews because you didn't prepare adequately to watch the movie. This movie is just fantastic. I love Raging Bull. It's probably going on my top 10 favorite movies list. Um, Scorsese is just a staple of American culture and American society. He's a great director, and this is a really great movie. Thanks so much for tuning in to my first episode of Matt's Movie Reviews. I'm so excited that you were able to listen and to just give you some recommendations on films to analyze the movie a little bit. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Please feel free to give feedback and comment something that you'd like me to discuss in later episodes and just topics that you want me to talk about. And please, if you enjoyed this, just keep listening. I'll try to keep these things pretty short, and I look forward to reviewing more movies for you guys. Thanks so much. Bye.